First of all, I'm gonna need everybody to stop saying no worries when you, in fact, yes worries. When you are stressed out and someone says, you okay? You say, yeah, I'm good. Baby, you're not good. And you gotta stop acting like you're good. Stop acting like you chill when you're not. A huge part of boundaries, a huge part of learning how to say no is learning how to say yes. Learning how to say, I'm stressed out. Learning how to say, y'all getting on my nerves. Learning how to say, I want chicken pizza with mushrooms and pineapples, even though that's nasty. Baby, if that's what you want to eat, don't let your friends order pepperoni if you don't want no pepperoni. Make it clear, make it known. Good morning, good night, and good welcome to the Jamie Grace Podcast. Hi, I'm Jamie Grace, and my show is all about bridging the gap between pop culture and mental health, having conversations about how the things we love make us who we are today. I like to talk about things like emotional wellness and mental health because a lot of times when we hear these words, we're like, oh, gotta go pay $85 for my therapist. When honestly, it's a part of everyday life. Our relationships with our friends, our siblings, our spouses, our kids, whoever these humans are that are in our lives, they are affected by our emotional health and our mental health affects those relationships. Now, I'm not always talking about a diagnosis. You might not be like, look, Jamie, you might be like, well, hold up. You might be like, look, Jamie, (laughs) we're not twinsies. I don't have an anxiety disorder. I'm just, you know, my friends are getting on my nerves or I feel like I'm not a good friend or I don't know where I'm supposed to go to college or I'm trying to figure out my life or I, you know, whatever, whatever the list is, whatever it is going on in your brain this weekend, however you're feeling, I can promise you that as we dig into these conversations about emotional wellness and mental health, we are all going to just continue to grow and learn and just be much stronger humans because it's so fascinating how conversations about this kind of stuff really do apply to everyday life. It's really fascinating. When I was in college, um, I was recommended a book called Boundaries. Um, I never read it, but I saw the title and I was like, yeah, I need to get better at that. (laughs) Now, the reason I didn't read it it has nothing to do with like the book or the contents or anything like that. I just have ADHD and I never read the book, but I was like, I like the title. (laughs) They feel like this is something that I could do a way better job at in my life because I was I was just always that friend that was just like, I don't want anybody to fight. I don't want anybody to be mad at me. I just want everybody to be friends and hang out and go to Texas. Why did I say Texas? Just like have a good time. You know what I mean? Like I just want to always make sure that I was contributing to always being that friend of just making it a great experience for every human involved. And if in any capacity that has been you, um, this episode is for you. I took some recommendations from you guys on Instagram. I'm at Jamie Grace H if we're not connected yet. And I wanted to know what are some movies that you feel like shaped who you are or that you want to have more conversations about. And Abby Thompson, who has actually helped me out on some fun stuff like moderating movie nights and stuff like that here um, in the Jamie Grace production world, she was like, can you please talk about 27 Dresses and Boundaries? Now, I want to say I have not seen this movie in a long time. I think I saw it once or twice a while back. Um, I hadn't seen it in a while. So I was like, let's just check it out. Let's see what's up. And I am not necessarily enduring or recommending you go see this but if you've seen it then you know that 
within the first 10 minutes, you can just compile a list of all the ways that this girl does not know how to say no. And it is like, I'm laughing, but it's sad. It's actually not that funny. So in just a minute, we are gonna dig into boundaries and how to say no and 27 dresses. I'm super excited to dig into a couple of the things that I think this movie can teach us. But before we do that, I wanna make sure you guys know that there is something really exciting that just came back to jamiegrace.com. So a lot of the episodes of the Jamie Grace podcast in the past have been primarily centered around questions and answers. You guys ask me things about dating and relationships and friendships and parents and all these things that are causing a little bit of stress, causing a little bit of anxiety. And you're like, hey, you're that random, almost feels like a big sister kid. (laughs) Like, can you help me out, Jamie Grace? Can you help me figure this out? So I'm really excited because I've brought Ask JG back. You can go to jamiegrace.com slash askjg. That's A-S-K-J-G. It's super simple and you can submit your question about literally anything. And one of the best parts about it is that it can be totally anonymous. There's a little box that you can check and just say, please don't share my info. Um, There's also a little box that you can check that's like, you can totally say my name on the podcast. So if you have a question, you're like, oh my gosh, got a little shout out, that was fun. So yeah, you guys can submit your questions there. And in a few weeks, I'm doing another podcast episode here that is just an Ask JG episode. And so If you guys like that, then we'll do more of those in the near future. We'll see. But I wanted to kind of bring that back and let you guys know because my DMs have been a little busy. Y'all are like, hey, we have questions. So I got you, boo. I got you. So it's pretty obvious from the beginning of this movie that Jane does not know how to set boundaries, that Jane does not know how to say no. She is the lead character played by Katherine Heigl. And the movie's called 27 Dresses because she's been in 27 weddings. Now, if I'm honest, that actually doesn't sound like a lot of weddings to me. And that could be because like I, because of my age and just like being from the South and... (laughs) Like, I haven't been in 27 weddings, and I don't think there's anything wrong with being in 27 weddings, but it really doesn't seem like a lot. But the issue is that she clearly overcommits herself to all of these things, and she is just the friend that everyone loves and adores and just sees as a borderline hero. And that's a beautiful thing, but it is an issue when you're overcommitting to so many people and you're being that person for so many people. And then as you see in this movie, you really don't see any of those brides anymore in the movie because these people are not there for her in the same way that she has been there for them. Now, sometimes in life, you will have people that you do more for than they do for you. And it's not, you know, up to us to make a list and be like, okay, well, she did, you know, the decorations for my birthday party. So I need to make sure that I pay for dinner next time we go. You know, you don't have to exactly make a list because that just gets kind of messy and, you know, tip for tat. But when you're getting to the point of like 27 different weddings that you've kind of gone above and beyond for, and those people are not a part of your life um, at all, it might be a good time to think like, okay, are these people loving on me the way that I'm loving on them? Or am I possibly overextending myself? Can y'all hear my chair squeaking? I actually just, y'all, I just got this chair a few months ago. I got it in May. 
And it had like an issue and Aaron and I can't figure it out. It's so sad. And now it's like squeaky and I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. <laughs> but anyway, so that's the kind of the general gist of who Jane is. And then there are two other moments in this film or three other kind of like lines, storylines. So you've got James Marsden. He's an actor, you know, hairspray. That's me. That was terrible. Anyways, he plays the, if you didn't get that, then you just don't know hairspray and I'm praying for you. Um, So he plays this journalist who writes, who is secretly kind of like stalking her because he did not return her lost planner. And he's doing an article in the paper about her and he's like getting a lot of traction um in his workplace for writing this really enticing article yeah creepy stuff and you want to know what's worse is that she loves this one person from the newspaper um who writes about weddings and it's the same guy so she's like rivals with him in person but he uses like a pen what is it a pen name a fake name um in the paper and it's it's so sad so that's one storyline that's happening which is kind of the main one then there's another one where her little sister is they they have this kind of very dependent relationship with her little sister in that her little sister is kind of constantly dependent on her to do all the things and fix all the issues and mind you these are both adult women and then there's a third storyline where she has a huge crush on her boss and uh, the boss is kind of interested in someone else and yes of course that happens to be her little sister so that's where that intertwines now I'm leaving a whole lot out but that's just the gist that you need to kind of know for this next two things one um, thing that we're going to talk about is how she doesn't know how to say no and then also we're going to talk about how she knows how to say yes because I think that's a huge part of boundaries and setting boundaries and keeping boundaries is that a lot of people think that it all boils down to knowing how to like yell the word no in somebody's face and then like never talking to them again. And that's not the reality. I mean, sometimes boundaries are set with a smile and it's simple and it's sweet, you know. It could be something as simple as, you know, I'll I'll use this example because I know they won't mind if I talk about them, but like, you know, my mom and dad, for example, they are incredible parents, incredible grandparents, and sometimes my parents say things that are really funny but like I know that my daughter's gonna repeat it and it's maybe a joke for like 10 years old and up or something you know what I mean like we'll like we'll like say certain jokes around the house it's like are you kidding me like phrases like that that aren't it's something that I want my two-year-old saying just yet because she doesn't really know that she's not supposed to say that to her parents. Uh, that's a terrible example, but basically I'll just be like, hey, mom, like you can't say that because the baby will repeat it and then we'll laugh about it. And my mom's like, oh, I forgot. She repeats everything. Whereas if she were like 10 years old, she'd be in a different place of like, oh, this is a funny joke I heard, but I'm not supposed to say like, hush your mouth or something like that. You know what I mean? So I use that as a really gentle example because sometimes those that's what it means to say no right that's what it means to set a boundary and sometimes we have this big overwhelming scary fear of how to set boundaries and so I would really encourage you if you're dealing with that to start with some everyday boundaries right like start acknowledging what are boundaries that I've already set like we all have boundaries about I'm going on a rant we all have boundaries about our bodies like if I think I would get I'm gonna guess that every single person that listens to this podcast 
if you walk around a grocery store that you wear some kind of pants or shorts or leggings, something, right? And if you don't, wow, what a world. But I would assume that everyone does. So we all have some kind of boundary already, physical boundaries, emotional boundaries, personal boundaries, whatever it is. And so it's just learning how to figure out, okay, what are my boundaries and how, what is the way that I can implement them in everyday life with the people that I love or the people that I come in contact with? That's not always intimidating, not always scary, even though sometimes we do have to talk about more difficult boundaries and more stressful stuff. You know what I mean? So let's jump into some of Jane's uh, lack of boundaries. <laughs> there are there are, there are so many. And the ones that I have, uh, I'm not even at the 30-minute mark, 25-minute mark of this movie. And I already have quite a few things that I wanted to share with you guys. So one of the things um, that she does, like I said in the beginning of the movie, is committing to multiple weddings um, that are on the same day and at the same time of day. And that should have been a very clear no. If both of those people loved her so much, right, one of them would have been okay with her not being able to be in the wedding. Or one of them would have even changed the date if she was that much of a necessity to the wedding. But, you know, I actually, I have like two friends that I had asked to be in my wedding that um, were not able to be there because of schedule conflicts. And it broke my app, like my literal heart. But they, well, it's actually very dramatic. It did not break my literal heart. But um, I still love them to this day. And ironically, one of them, I wasn't able to make it to her wedding either. I think I was eight months pregnant and it was in another country. <laughs> it was like so sad. But there's no love lost, like literally no love lost at all. And so um, you can say no to being in someone's wedding. You can say no to being at someone's wedding. You can say no to stuff and it might suck and it might make you feel a little bit sad inside and it might make them feel a little bit sad inside. Um, but there's a such thing as boundaries and it's okay to say no. The next thing is um, she tries on the bride's dress to help her within the concept of uh, context of like um, getting ready for the wedding. Now, there's nothing wrong with doing something wild and crazy for someone you love, right? I've never done this for someone, but I, I totally would do it for my sister if she was like, well, she's already married. But I think about when she was getting married, I actually was the one that picked up her wedding dress from the dry cleaners. And that is like, to this day, one of my favorite things I've ever done for my big sister because I love her so much. And it was just such a beautiful thing to be a part of is like picking that up was just like, oh, my gosh, like I'm the one to take it to her. Um, if she'd asked me like to try it on, I would have done it, man, like totally would have done it. But the reason why I don't think it's OK that Jane does it is because she knew beforehand that it would be emotionally taxing on her. If I'm not mistaken, this is actually the first time we see her as an adult in this film. Um, and we see her have a really difficult time with this. We see her pretty emotional about it. And a lot of times we will make sacrifices that we think are these beautiful sacrifices, but really they're breaking us. And you see her really have a hard time. You see her struggling. And so that broke my heart. I wish that she would have had the strength to say, you know what? I don't want to wear um, another woman's wedding dress right now, uh, but I love you so much. And I will find you someone that can, that can try it on for you. The next thing is taking responsibility for her uh, less than perfect friend's hair and jewelry. Um, I put the word lazy in quotations. I don't know if lazy is used in the movie or if that was just me being annoyed with her best friend in this film. The actress that plays her best friend is in multiple movies kind of as this character actress best friend. And I'm not against that at all. But I, I just I don't love the trope of just like making 
women just look awful when they are probably going through so much and are just trying to get through the day. But anyways, <laughs> so her best friend is, you know, she's just like, she's taking care of her and it, there's nothing wrong with taking care of your best friend. But the reason why I put it on this list is you can see that this is not a one-time thing. It is a constant dependent relationship must like the situation with her younger sister where it's like oh I don't I know I don't have to show up to this wedding or to this work event you know dressed up or taken care of or with my hair done or whatever because I know Jane's gonna fix it I know Jane's gonna do the job and why you know like it's great to be that friend that your friends can rely on but again when you're not able to rely on them then that's not your friends relying on you that is you treating your friends like a toddler <laughs> and that's not cool unless they are toddlers and the next thing I wanted to say <laughs> well actually yeah so the next thing I wanted to say is when she gets to work um it's the first time we see her at work and she asks the receptionist if she's done a couple of different things the receptionist says no that she hasn't done it and when you get to the second thing she actually or I think even the first one she says that she's going to do it and that's not cool it happens in the workplace a lot and it's one of the re main reasons why I wanted to bring it up because I feel like if you are struggling with boundaries then you might just you just might be someone that's dealing with something just like she is in this episode where you feel like oh no these people at work aren't doing this or these people aren't doing their job on the group project bro I am very pro talking to administration I am pro taking it a little bit higher go into the office like I know a lot of people will be like oh that's too much hassle or you know it's just a part of the workforce and of course I can't speak for every single situation so I'm not even going to try to do that but what I am getting at is that if you are finding yourself continually picking up the slack for other people and then you're watching them not even try because they know that you're going to pick up the slack for them. Y'all, I was that person in college. We need to do a whole nother episode on group projects because it stinks and it's hard and it's frustrating. And um, that is a boundary that she did not know how to set. And so people really just slack off because they know that she's going to do the job anyway. And then last but not least is this entire storyline, which I don't really have time to fully get into, but this entire storyline of how her sister likes this guy and she does not tell him um or sorry she does not tell her sister that hey I kind of like him and how she doesn't put up the boundary with her boss because he will literally like <laughs> have her doing anything and I don't think he's oblivious to the fact that he that she likes him I think he kind of plays oblivious the character's kind of written to be oblivious but I don't think that that's the case at all I think he knows that she will go above and beyond and he even says at one point as much as I take advantage of her within the context of like her doing his dry cleaning which is not a part of his her job title at all or her job description at all and so you know it's it's hard because there's that weird power struggle of him being in um an authority position as her boss but again if someone at your job is manipulating you or abusing their authority 
like either report it or leave the job like no paycheck no resume is worth abuse at all um and also if you have feelings for someone and like then you either need to go to like (laughs) some camp or like therapy camp and get over the crush or you gotta confront it like you i i don't believe in just having out long-standing platonic relationships with people or even professional relationships with people that you have a crush on now if you are just in relationship with that person like oh you just see them at work or whatnot then fine they're just there but I don't believe in pursuing those relationships like oh I'm gonna try to talk to you a little bit extra at work or you know I know you're going to this after work party so I'm gonna try to hang out with you there but I'm never gonna tell you that I like you I'm just gonna linger around you no 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 (laughs) like either you gotta confront it or get over to the crush because at some point you're gonna find yourself hurt and it is much easier to face pain and go through pain that is a result of you facing reality as opposed to pain that comes about your life as a result of you avoiding reality. <laughs> like, trust me on that. So if your sister, you know, likes a guy that you like and or if she, you know, looks like she might be interested in a guy, then you either go to your therapist and be like, how can I get over a crush? (laughs) Or you tell your sister, hey, baby, I'm gonna be real with you. I thought he was real cute. And it's gonna be awkward. We got to figure this out. Either neither of us gonna date him or we gonna have to, (laughs) I don't know, play paper, scissors, rock. And no, it's not rock, paper, scissors. I'm so upset with everybody that thinks it's rock, paper, scissors. And yes, I understand this is off topic. But this is the more important topic. What is up with y'all and this rock paper scissors stuff? Sorry. Um, okay, anyways, that was the last thing as far as the boundary she's not setting. Note we're roughly at the 22 minute mark. <laughs> and I've not even gotten halfway through this film. So <laughs> it's just, it's so sad. This movie is just a dumpster fire of what happens when you do not set boundaries and when you do not have a healthy way of learning to say no. And I absolutely want more for every beautiful soul listening to this episode right now. I want more for you guys. I try not to have a surprised look on my face when my face, (laughs) when my therapist does really good therapy things, um, because I feel like I don't want her to think that I'm like surprised that she's a good therapist, but I just get excited when she does cool stuff or when she says cool stuff. And I know this is kind of a cliche story, but the other day she helped me connect something that was stressing me out like literally this week, um, to something that stressed me out when I was a kid. And it was just so specific that I was like, whoa, Good job, man. I'm so proud of you. (laughs) Because, I mean, it is fascinating, guys, how often our childhood really does have an impact on who we are, how the things that happened when we were kids um, within our family, within our home, really do affect who we are today. And something that we learn in this movie is that Jane did not just randomly decide to start having a lack of boundaries or to start lacking boundaries. Um, She went through something traumatic when she was younger and had to jump into a very say yes situation and had to jump into a very intentional, like, I'm gonna, (laughs) I'm gonna save the world, you know, role. Um, Her mom passed away when she was a kid. And 
her, you know, dad, I loved her dad as a single father and he was very much traumatized and heavily emotional to the point that he was not able to care for his youngest child, who is Jane's younger sister. And so Jane really stepped into a mom role for her sister. The first time that we see them is at a wedding and it, I think it's like a cousin's wedding and she's doing her little sister's hair because her, I think her ribbon fell out or something like that. And this is the start of a list where she makes a good choice to say yes. You know, it's, it's not always wrong to say yes. A lot of times when we're talking about setting boundaries, it's like, oh, like, you know, it's so bad that you said yes to this or you committed to this. It's actually not always bad to commit to things, to say yes to things. We just want to know our worth and value. and We want to walk in that and live in that and honor that it's okay to say no when necessary. And it's a beautiful thing to say yes as well at times. She also takes her little sister to the bathroom. You can t- at the wedding, you can see that the dad is like, whoa, I didn't even think about this. Taking you girls out in public. You know, you're too young to go by yourself. And I'm your dad. I don't know which one we should go to. All that kind of thing. Um, there is a moment where... You know, after they go to the bathroom, they find themselves near where the bride is getting ready and the bride accidentally uses or uses a a curse word because she's upset that something happened on her dress. And I say accidentally because she didn't know that Jane was right there. And um, (laughs) Jane says, it's okay, we have cable as a way to kind of let her know, like, I've heard these words before. And I thought that was actually a really beautiful, sweet little thing to say, Um, a very mature thing to say, but kind of like what I was saying earlier about, you know, the boundary setting with my mom or whatnot, like uh, kids at a certain age are able to know like, hey, this is not appropriate. I'm not going to say it. I won't repeat it because it's not a good thing to say. But I also see that this is the biggest day of your life. And the last thing that you want to be doing, thinking about when you're walking down the aisle is, oh, no, I said a bad word in front of my cousin or niece by mistake. And now I've, you know, traumatized her childhood. She also says yes, because the reason why the bride was upset is that her dress was broken. And she literally fixes the bride's dress. This is a huge moment for her that's very pivotal in the reason why she is always at weddings, you know, as an adult, the reason why she's always in weddings and working at weddings and, you know, being that above and beyond friend at weddings. She also carries the bride's dress. That's actually the exact moment um, as the bride is walking down the aisle. And then later on, there's a scene with a taxi driver and they kind of make a deal or whatnot. And the taxi driver's kind of being a butthead. And she shuts him down and uh, he suffers a consequence for that. That's a random part of the movie that, again, not telling you to go find this movie. But if you know what I'm talking about, then you know what I'm talking about. And um, last but not least, and again, this is only like the first 20 something minutes of the film, is she goes and picks her sister up from the airport. And I thought that was really beautiful because, you know, her best friend is like, well, you could just send a taxi or a black car or whatever to go pick her up. But she says, no, I want to pick my sister up from the airport. I think a lot of times for those of us that have struggled with setting boundaries before, it's hard because a lot of the stuff we do when we're overwhelmed and just running ourselves ragged, we do it because we really do want to. We like to see the smile on people's faces when we were able, when they have something that they love happen or a dream that they had come true. Like we adore that. We love that. But it's also challenging because at some point we have to realize like, well, what do I want? It's not just about how can I make other people happy? What do I want? 
And I thought it was really beautiful that she was able to acknowledge like, hey, I want to pick my sister up from the airport. Even though my sister is kind of a hot mess, even though our relationship is a little bit rocky at times, I want to do this thing for her. I think it's important that we look at our childhood. I think it's important that we look at our family dynamic, that we look at our family relationships, that we look at the hardships that we faced as kids, and that we acknowledge how it has an impact on us today. Chances are, if you're someone that's struggling with boundaries in your adulthood, you had something that happened when you were a kid, um, something you experienced when you were younger, where you felt like you had to do everything. You felt responsible for everything. And if you're listening and you're like, no, Jamie, you're wrong. Well, one, I'm not a therapist, so I, <laughs> I, you know, I can't totally unpack exactly what it could be. But also, I don't really know your exact story. Um, but I know that the only way that we can really figure out, okay, well, why do I do the things that I do? Why am I struggling so much with setting boundaries? Why is it so hard for me to say no when I need to say no and only say yes when I need to say yes? One of the first steps to that is getting into good therapy or is sitting down with friends and unpacking life, having deep conversations, not, you know, only doing movie nights or game nights, but sometimes having nights where you're like, hey, everybody <laughs> bring something from your favorite pizza restaurant. I don't know. Everybody order a cool medium pizza, even if it's some weird <laughs> chicken, mushroom, pineapple pizza. And let's sit down and talk about life and let's unpack some of these things. Because sometimes we have to have these more difficult conversations so that we can unlock new opportunities and more peaceful experiences in our own lives. You know, I said at the beginning of this episode that we got to stop saying no worries when we mean yes worries. And that's actually something that Jane says in this movie. She's like, no worries, no worries, when it's clearly something that she should have a boundary about. We need to be able to be honest with ourselves to say like, okay, what do I want? What do I need? And how can I be kind and gracious and intentional with making sure that these things happen in my life? Because um, that's a thing, man. <laughs> and it's really important. Um, I want you guys to know that if I sounded a little bit distracted in that last like three seconds, it is because I quickly rushed over to IMDb because I just had this overwhelming amount of anxiety that her name was not Jane. And that I got to the end of this episode calling her Jane and her name wasn't Jane. <laughs> but. Alas, her name is Jane. Hey, y'all, I wanted to take a quick moment to share with you some info about one of my favorite sponsors of the Jamie Grace podcast. Y'all, when quarantine first started, I was not very interested in this whole online counseling thing because it made me really anxious. And as someone that has anxiety, I had to figure something out because a lot of things make me anxious. Eventually, I gave it a try, and I have to say that it's been very beneficial for me. So I want you guys, if you need to, to check out Faithful Counseling. Whether you have an anxiety diagnosis or you are dealing with the everyday frustrations of life, I can promise you that you will find it beneficial to talk to a counselor through Faithful Counseling. You can go to faithfulcounseling.com slash Jamie Grace to learn more about the very affordable counseling that they have and the four different ways you can communicate with a clinical therapist. And if you'd like, they can incorporate some faith-based things as well into your counseling. Visit faithfulcounseling.com slash Jamie Grace. That's faithfulcounseling.com slash Jamie Grace. 
All right, pretty people. Well, it is that time of the week again. We've reached the end of the episode, and I just want to make sure that I say thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the show, for leaving super cool reviews on Apple Podcasts. I really do appreciate it. Head on over to jamiegrace.com slash askjg, A-S-K-J-G, because I really can't wait to answer your questions in a few weeks. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Okay, bye.